everyone, welcome back. My name is Lynn Wilson and I'm glad you're here today for Hope for Today. So we're gonna be talking about our words. I was challenged yesterday on a uh, double duty way, both through myself and through my husband, which I have two stories to share with you. But first, let's dive into the word, which is always a good place to start. What does God tell us about our words? Let's see. So in James 1.19, this you know, my beloved brethren, but everyone must be quick to hear and slow to speak and slow to anger. Note to self. James 3.13, who among you is wise and understanding? Let him show by his good behavior, his deeds in the gentleness of wisdom. Proverbs 15.1, a gentle answer turns away wrath, but a harsh word stirs up anger. This will go along with my story yesterday, from yesterday. And then Colossians 4.6, let your speech always be with grace. Oof, that kind of got me. As though seasoned with salt so that you will know how you should respond to each person. So this one really fits one of the stories from yesterday. So, you know, life brings us many different conversations. It allows us to be part of conversations that sometimes we didn't plan on. Whether you're, you know, sitting at the bus stop waiting to catch the bus or sitting on an airplane with someone or in a grocery store, maybe it's a family member, maybe it's a coworker. Um, you know, just life happens and conversations start, but how and what we say really depends on us. And we should be using our words wisely. We should be use, using words of wisdom, words of kindness, and um, we don't always do that, do we? Think back to this week and who all you've talked to and how were your words? Were your words, now we talked a few podcasts ago, many podcast ago about um, edification and lifting everyone up and being um, so using your words so wisely that you would just lift somebody up and edify that person and I hope many of you have taken that as a challenge to try and do what it says in Ephesians but during this week, who all have you talked to? What, what have you said? Have you been an encouragement? Have you lifted people up? So here's two examples. My husband was out with somebody yesterday and uh, he was doing some counseling with them and they decided to go to lunch after their chit chat. And while they're sitting there, now I know I'm not, let me just say this right up front because I know this is a little controversial. I'm not saying I'm for it. I'm not saying I'm against it. I'm not even getting into what I think or don't think about this. But I want to say this because this was a true story that happened, and I think it's a good example of where I'm going with this. So let me, let me just say that first. So in the course of the conversation, they ran into somebody that they knew who had a tattoo. And my husband was with his person he's counseling said, oh, I thought Christians don't have tattoos. I thought that was against the Bible. Now, again, whether you agree or disagree, that's not the point of this story. So let's just put that in that little box there. But if you look back at verse uh, 
Colossians 4, 6. It says, let your speech always be with grace as though seasoned with salt so that you will know how to respond to each person. My husband said he had to sort of, you know, take a breath for a minute. And then he said to this person that he was chatting with, you know what? In the scheme of life, he said, does it really matter if they have a tattoo? And he said, for that matter, we don't know when they got it. Maybe they got it when they weren't saved. And then after they got saved, it was another story. Doesn't matter. We don't need to go at them. We don't need to be judgmental. We don't need to be point, uh, pointing fingers at them or you know you should or shouldn't in any way that it's harsh or um, hard on that person. Why, why are we stirring the pot? And he said to this person, you know, everything that we say and do is to edify someone, to lift someone up, to encourage them to guide and direct them back to the Lord. And if they're not saved, obviously, ultimately bring them to the Lord. And he said, if my words were to attack them about something that maybe I disagreed with, it is not the time or place to do that. Now, again, I'm not saying that this particular topic, I know it's a hot topic with many people. It, that's not the point. But the point is, how many times do you see somebody with something or doing something where you don't really need to come at them. That's not your place. It's not the right time. They didn't ask for your opinion. This person just was being nice and said hi to my husband and the person he was with and went on their merry little way. And why would we go after them and attack them? You shouldn't be doing this. That is in no way going to help you or help them. And it does, it's just not a good use of our words. Definitely not. Now, for example, Yesterday, I went out to dinner with a group of people. And have you ever been the odd man out? Yeah, I, I get that often. So not to be showy or funny in any way, we were at, there was about a dozen, no, I think there was 11 of us. So there was, you know, one odd number. And we were at a very long table. And we ordered all separately and so on and so forth. So anyway, the last person... I went to sit down and I realized that the way we were seated at the table, one person would sort of be left on the end. So I kind of looked around and I was trying to position myself so that I was close enough to the group of people to chat with, but close enough to the last person to sit down so that they didn't feel left out. So they were asking me, oh, why are you sitting there? Why don't you come? So I just quietly explained, well, she's still up there getting a beverage and she hasn't sat down and once she does she'll be left out of the group and i don't want her to feel left out and the person sitting next to me said i never thought of that she said oh isn't that so considerate now i didn't do it to be showy or to you know pat myself on the back or anything like that i just said to her i know what it feels like to be the last one and then everybody else is talking and you can't get involved in the conversation because you're sort of left over there. Well then, as they brought the meals out, they brought meals and meals and meals and it finally came down to the person in front of me was missing one thing, I was missing one thing, and the last person was missing everything. So they said, oh, we're bringing more food out. Well, the other end of the table, not realizing, started to eat. So the two people closest to me on the other side had their food and they're eating and I was just sitting there not saying a word and, and the person said next to me said again is everything okay you know are, is your food okay I said it's fine I just didn't want to start eating until they got their food as well 
So she just kind of looked at me and, and I said, well, there's nothing worse than everybody else is done eating their meal and you're just getting yours and starting and then you feel like, do I eat it? Do I shove it in my face? What do I do? Kind of that awkward moment. This person who I was doing this favor for in a sense had no idea I was even doing it for her, but I needed to do it because I know it was the right thing to do. So the person next to me said simply, huh? And the one across from her said, thank you for that reminder. She said, you know, I never thought of doing something like that and waiting. And then all of a sudden I watched them put their food down. The person in front of me put their food down. We all just sat and we chatted. And when the rest of the food came out, we all lifted up our sandwiches or whatever we had and we enjoyed our dinner and we moved forward. And I went home and I told my husband, I said, you know, it's amazing your words, a simple word of that I wanted to be kind and take care of someone. They didn't even need to know that I was doing that for them. They probably had no idea, but I know that I had kindness and my kindness then rubbed off on other people. Not that they were being unkind, but they just hadn't thought of it. I do the same thing. How many times have I seen someone do something and I went, oh, what a nice thing. I need to do the same thing. So using our words to encourage, to look after someone, all these kind deeds that can be done through our words are really important. You know, our words should not be hurting someone. They shouldn't be ruining somebody's day. They shouldn't be stirring the pot so much so that it stirs up anger and frustration. If you look around you, there is enough anger and frustration and confusion and disrespect and everything else rolled up into this big pot of whatever you want to call it in our nation. I'm sure there's some in your own family, in your own hometown, in your church, in every circle that you're involved in. How much of that are you part of? You know, I'm a very black and white person. Um, I get that from my dad. It's either this or there's that. There's no gray area. Well, that can be a benefit, but it can also be a detriment because sometimes the word grace doesn't quite fit into that black and white. Now, there are things in the Bible that are black and white. You must be saved if you want to go to heaven. There's, there's no gray area. You should be baptized. There's no gray area. There's um, verses upon verses about commandments that the Lord tells us we should do and, and we shouldn't do. There are things that are not gray areas. There are other things, though. Our words, for instance, it talks about edifying and lifting up and being kind, but there are sometimes you're kind of like, you know, I need to give some guidance to someone. I need to, in a sense, be blunt to tell them this is not correct and you're being sinful. But is it my place to do that or am I just being judgmental and going after them? Well, I said it with kindness, eh, nah, not so much. It's not always that you said it with kindness. It wasn't your place to do it. Wisdom comes from the Lord. The Lord tells us if anyone lacks wisdom to ask for it. We need to ask for wisdom with our words. You know what? We can make a difference. That woman that I looked after last night probably will never know that I looked after her. But you know what? I did the right thing. I was a, I was a good citizen in a sense. People would say, oh, you're a good citizen. Yeah, I was. I looked after someone. But by my example, a couple of other people picked up on it 
and one person actually said thank you for that reminder. Just like my husband was sharing with somebody, whether you agree or disagree with something somebody's doing, it wasn't their place to come down on that person. We don't even know that person's story. We have no idea what happened or why they did or did. You know what? Use your words wisely. Use kind words. Be wise when you use your words, how you use your words. The story behind every, every face has a story. You know, you could look at somebody, you could look at me and think I have the perfect life. My life is far from perfect. I was just sharing with a coworker two stories that happened last night in my family. And she said, you know what, I look at you and I think you go home at night and everything's great. Little did I know that these two crazy things happened to you last night. This is after I got home from dinner being out with friends. Got a phone call about two situations that were hefty that we had to help family members sort out and sort through. Every life has a story. Don't be so judgmental. Don't be so harsh with your words. Do you want people coming at you? I get it. I'm black and white, like I said, and I, I tend to be this or that, and there's got to be grace in there somewhere. And I'm working on it. I am so working on it. I try really hard when people say, well, what's your opinion? I'm like, do you, if you want my opinion, I will give it to you. And I might be a little blunt, I don't mean to be, but I'm, again, black and white. But you know what, my opinion is my opinion. It's not a fact out of the Bible, black and white with scripture. It's my opinion, my preference. I do not have to voice my opinion. The walls behind me are blue. Maybe I don't like blue. My favorite color is green. Do I have an opinion? Maybe we should paint these walls green. Well, it's not my place. This isn't my office. This is some somewhere else and somebody else chose that color should i be putting them down for that no that it, use your words wisely lynn is it really worth the fight over the color of paint we talked about this with um church and how many of us have stirred the pot at church and have seen church splits over the color they paint the walls maybe you're not a church that has had that fight but i know two churches in particular that split up over the fact whether they have a podium of this style or that style, what color they paint the walls, what type of pews or chairs that they have. I've brought this up before. Is that worth stirring the pot so much so that we now have a church that has been divided and split apart? No, that is not worth it. That is not what Christ says the church should be all about. So let's just close with these few thoughts. Choose wise words. James 1.19 This you know, my beloved brethren, but everyone must be quick to hear, slow to speak, and slow to anger. James 3.13 Whom among you is wise and understanding? Let him show by his good behavior and deeds, and in the gentleness of wisdom. Just like the good deed I did, and the wise and understanding thoughts that my husband had not to say anything and to share that with someone. Proverbs 15, 1, a gentle answer turns away wrath, but a harsh word stirs up anger. We do not want to be stirring up anger. We need to be winning people to Christ. And if all we do is stir the pot, who is going to even want to listen to what we have to say? And this one to me, this verse just hit home. If you get nothing out of this devotion, Write down Colossians 4, 6. 
This one just keeps ringing in my head over and over. Let your speech always be with grace, as though seasoned with salt, that you will know how you should respond to each person. People are not cut out like cookie cutters. You know, boom, 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 boom. No way. We were all uniquely designed in the image of Christ. But we all have a different personality. We have different opinions and likes and dislikes. You and I are not always going to agree, and that's okay. But I can have grace with the words that I show toward you. Our words should bring hope and encouragement. Our words, most of all, should bring people closer to Christ and ultimately bring them to Christ. Use your words wisely this week. I want to thank you for coming over today. Thanks for taking time out of your busy schedule to spend some time with me and to study the word. And I look forward to sitting and chatting with you next week on next week's podcast.